This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Nick Cave. If he's not a household name yet, he might become one after his mega show at the Museum of Contemporary Art. It's a jaw-dropping sensory overload of sculptures made from found materials, fabric, buttons, all intricately composed. It invites us to consider the body, our body, and trauma done to the body. Nick Cave is a Chicago artist, former dancer, and professor at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and the show celebrates his career. WBEZ external editor Cassie Burke went to and wrote about the show. She joins us now with more. Hey, Cassie. Hi, thanks for having me. Good to see you. Uh, You interviewed Nick in the middle of what he's calling the Forest of Kinetic Spinners. Describe that for us and give listeners a sense of scale. Sure. So you step off the elevator of the fourth floor of the Museum of Contemporary Art, and it's like walking into a giant basketball court, except that you see these large kinetic spinners that are hanging down. It's like if you stepped into the garden of your coolest artistic friend, and they had all of these sun catchers, and they're catching the light that are coming in through the window. But when you look more closely, you see a gun bullets, Mm -hmm. the shapes of tears. And so it hits you in a way that both you're dazzled by the beauty, but then you're struck by something deeper. And there's glitter and shimmer in there too, right? Exactly. The atrium catches the light coming in from the window actually off of um, the, the west side of the museum. And so there's so much light and there's so much joy in this space, but then there's a darker undertone. Absolutely. Well, here is Nick himself talking about how he hopes the show can provide a sense of calm. You know, as I sort of move through the show myself, you know, there are these moments of contemplation that I think is critical uh, to be able to sit for a moment and to be with your thoughts. And so for me, I mean, just me sitting in this space in the Spinner Forest. I mean, this is, for me, has always been calming and this space where I feel that I can just sort of settle down for a minute. You know, I totally feel that, Cassie. There's a lot to contemplate right now, and I can't tell you how many times I think to myself, God, I wish I could just be still and just be more present, you know? Cave says he started this Project. He was actually working on something else, and he started this project after he he learned of the death of Michael Brown in, in Ferguson, Missouri, and that he sat with himself for a moment, and he asked himself, is there racism in heaven? And you see when you're walking through this exhibition, this space, both the glimmer and the joy of that and also just the deep tragedy. And that question really strikes me when, yeah. I'm, when I'm looking at his work. I've never thought of that. Yeah. Um, Throughout his career, he's processed the trauma of police violence, racism, all through his art. Notably, though, most notably, I think, through the sound suits, right? So first, what the heck is a sound suit? Clarify that for us. A sound suit is a large costumed sculpture. Okay. Imagine some of them look almost like large furry Muppets, if you could imagine, or if you stepped into a forest ritual and you saw someone completely covered in twigs. There is one completely made of twigs. And so if you think about it, it is a way of protection. And they, the sound suits always cover his face 
and his head. Oh. And and besides twigs, what other materials does he use in his sound suits? I think you could probably make a list of hundreds and hundreds, but some common ones, beads, buttons, glitter, the twigs, flowers, natural elements that he pulls in. He has been um, featured in Vogue several times, so there's also a fashionable element. But then you'll look closely and you're like, I think that's a pot. I think that's a pan. (laughs) Well, let's listen to how Nick explains it. And so for me, it operates as this form of protection. So it hides gender, race, class, forcing you to look at it as something other. And so it's really about how do we come to, how do we step up to something other? And how do we open ourselves up to that? So these sound suits, they're meant to be worn. They're concealing the body. What do you think about this? Well, Cave is a former dancer. He was a trainee with the Alvin Ailey Company. And his language starts with movement. And so if you imagine an artist who also celebrates movement, you could think about how a very large costume suit, when you're seeing someone actually in it dance around and making sound, how that would hit your senses on so many different levels. And so you're not going to an art exhibition where you're looking at something static on a wall. Nobody's wearing the sound suits in the middle of the MCA. Oh, darn. That's um, what I thought. That's what I was picturing. <laughs> at least not on the day I was there. But there is so much movement just implied in these spaces. And and that is one of the things that really makes this exhibition, I think in particular, something that appeals to people on all different sorts of levels. And also maybe somebody who's never even stepped inside a museum before could find something they relate to here. Well, here's Nick Cave talking about a sound suit that has uh, a ring of loose threads hanging off the bottom and, and why he decided to actually leave them loose. As I was building the piece, I realized that Below is me sort of pouring out my emotions. And so that's why that piece looks like this. This is how I was, this is how I feel when, you know, uh, my body is um, affected by trauma. And Cassie, I really can appreciate how you can really take us there, right? When you were there, did it evoke that sense of loss or, or grief within you or maybe something else entirely? How did you feel? It's such an interesting question. You walk around the corner. So you've walked through this forest of kinetic spinners and you turn the corner and the sound suits hit you or hit me first with just such a sense of joy and bright, just vivid imagery and color and pattern and texture. And you're, I was looking at them and then I turned around and there's a piece actually in the sound suits that is based off of Trayvon Martin. And it's up on a pedestal. And the piece is actually a towering sculpture made of lawn ornaments. So things like a plastic Santa that you might have seen in like the 1970s. Right. Um, And I should note, Cave is a very um, avid antique mall shopper. So he finds these sorts of objects and builds sculptures from them. Ah. And it's covered in a dark web. And then poking out is a shoe, a high top shoe. And as a mother, thinking about the shoes that you see piled by your door... Seeing when you're so many. when your your teenager is leaving, and knowing that this piece is is based off of Trayvon Martin, the Florida teen who was killed by a neighborhood a white neighborhood watch watchman, um, that piece just struck me with such a deep visceral sense of grief. Mm. So you're feeling both joy and beauty, and seeing brutality in the same space. It's really a wave of emotions. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with WBEZ external editor Cassie Burke about Chicago artist Nick Cave's career retrospective 
at the Museum of Contemporary Art. So, Cassie, there's some new work in this exhibit, notably a sound suit meets sculpture made out of bronze. Tell us about that piece. Cave said he had never worked fully with bronze, only as a small element. Now, bronze is a heavy heavy thing. It is. And so this is actually his first sculpture made completely of bronze. And I should note that he has worked for decades with a Chicago fabrication studio. And he, this this sculpture that you see is almost a half human, half tree. So the human is sitting on a bench, but then out of the neck and shoulders grows this tree with roosting birds. And Cave sees it as a prototype for what he would like like it to be, which is a public monument. So you see this piece that's about eight feet, give or take, in the museum. And he says, in his mind, it is five times the size and in a park or public space where people can see it. Yeah, I can totally picture this in in a public space. I I feel like it needs to come out of this exhibit and and be out, uh, out in the open so more people can enjoy it. He also talks about there being elements across materials and mediums that really signal that this is a Nick Cave work. Why is that important to him? I think that as a Black artist who has been working from Chicago, which has really, in some ways, I think an outsider perspective or place in the the art world, I think that that consistency of seeing materials like flowers, which are made into wreaths on some of the new sound suits, but then dominate the body Mm -hmm. in in the new bronze. I think that that consistency, Nick Cave has always known who he is as an artist. And you see that in his work, even if it's evolving, even if the materials are changing, even if the points of inspiration are changing, even if he's adding mourning veils and shrouds to some of the the more recent sound suits, even if he's working from bronze, he's still an artist who knows who he is. Mm -hmm. And he's still an artist who has something to say. And I think keeping those elements consistent in some ways throughout, that is the through line. Well, for you as as a longtime fan, someone who's followed his work for so long, How do you see the progression or the line of continuity? I'm curious. I went to a pop-up shop about 11 years ago that Nick Cave had on the south on the near south side it was in a former auto dealership that had been converted into a warehouse and at the time it seemed like Cave was really very embraced by the fashion community he just had a big spread in vogue with all of the sound suits and it seemed like his identity at least from the outside was really as a artist who was embraced by the fashion world. And I just, I see his work now as, I don't think his work has changed. I think our perspective has changed. Mm -hmm. But I think that just with the brutality, the trauma, not just in Chicago, but everywhere, I see him plumbing just both the beauty of the world we live in and the darkness and putting those in the same space and really forcing us to think about our day-to-day and what we experience. I think that is that we, as a culture, we've sort of thought about mourning as there's a death, we mourn, we move on. Right. I don't think Cave moves on. Yeah. And his, his work certainly allows it to live on, that feeling, at least. He sees his art, though, as community art, Right. And there's a big focus on community-driven art here in Chicago. What factors do you think contribute to that? Well, I think that Chicago is a very segregated city. Not every person in Chicago can afford to go into a museum, pay in a museum entrance. And so the Chicago art community has really pushed for community art, things that people can go see, places, you know, ways that um, people can experience art and also as a transformative uh, medium in, in neighborhoods. And I think 
Cave really sees that. He doesn't want his work to be just behind a ticketed wall. And one of the really cool things that's happening this summer is his art is being projected twice nightly on the Merchandise Mart through September. And so anybody can see his work. There's also going to be a few nights of um, exhibitions at the DuSable on the south side. And so I think that we see Cave really pushing outside the boundaries of museum walls and tickets. Well, let's end on a note from Nick Cave. The work is done, so now the community becomes the ambassadors. And so they're the ones that will get the word out. And so that's exciting to me. That's the voice of artist Nick Cave. And we've been speaking with WBEZ external editor Cassie Burke. Now, the Nick Cave retrospective for other more is up now, and it runs through October 2nd. You can read more about the show at WBEZ.org. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.